And um, tonight, I just want to share a few scriptures with you. Really, I just had some things on my heart, and then I heard some testimonies today. And I'm going to share a little about Azusa Street, 1906. Not, not Azusa now, two months ago or whatever, four months ago. I just have some things that the Lord really impressed upon me. Um, so I guess we'll just, I just want to start with Jesus' ministry in Luke chapter 4. I'll just hit a couple scriptures, but I really feel like we're in a season where, for me at least, God always brings me around in a circle back to sometimes the same place. That's not meaning uh, I'm a child in the wilderness that keeps going around the mountain. That means that God always brings me back to my basic roots and fundamentals. And, and it always, we always take a turn, you know. And, and, and I feel like tonight that the Lord just wants to share kind of where, we're, you know, where my heart always is and where, where we kind of stabilize things. And that's through the call in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. That was, that's been my, my wife and myself's you know, life scripture. And uh, to set the captives free. To, to do the works of Jesus, you know, that was what Jesus was anointed w by the Father to do, right? And so we'll just turn there. I'm just going to read it through, comment on a couple things, and then hit a couple other spots in, in the Gospels. Um, but this was actually our class scripture at, at Zion Bible College, which is now North Point Bible College. Um, Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, this, this is after Jesus came out of the wilderness, right, fasted for 40 days, came out, received his call, and it's the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to the proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I felt like uh, I felt like tonight that the Lord just wanted to, me to just share our heart on some things, and I really feel I, I always go back to my Pentecostal roots, and um, really there's some things that I heard today that kind of shocked and awed me that I didn't know about Azusa Street, and I just want to share those testimonies because they're very powerful and they'll get they'll they'll impart faith into you, and we've all seen. Listen, this is this is. This is your mandate. This is the church's mandate to set the captive free. I was thinking as we were, we were meeting with a, a group last night and we were just talking and talking about vision, what people's gifts were. I was just thinking as I was going, I had to go drive and get my son after um, his dance and they had a homecoming. And I was on the road and I'm thinking to myself, Father, okay, what if the church would just, if leaders... If leadership, if every church would just focus and pray on the freedom of the body of Christ and would begin to fast and pray, I'm telling you there'd be an eruption in the body. And there'd be some, I mean, there'd be a lot of things that would shake loose and people would walk in some freedom that they haven't experienced. And I'm talking about freedoms like just in people's personal lives, but there's strongholds over the, over over, you know, regions and stuff, and that would kick and break too, and I believe this, but we're always fasting, and we're always seeking, and we're always searching for personal stuff. You know, we just went through a 40-day fast 
Uh, doesn't seem that long ago, but it shook everything on the inside. And all of a sudden, things become to begin to pop and manifest that you didn't know were under the ground. Come on, and God wants to bring us to a place where those things that are hidden are revealed. And we don't and the things that are hidden, sometimes we don't even know that they're there, but God wants to reveal them so that they can be dealt with, right? I mean, Peter, after they had prayed for the man, right, at the gate called Beautiful, they pull, he pulled them up and he says this in the book of Acts. He says, repent, right? Go to, just go there quick. I don't know why the Lord just put this on my heart. We'll just go there real quick. There was something about that. He said, repent. Acts chapter 4, verse 19, repent therefore and be converted. Because they saw the miracles that were happening, right? And then he all of a sudden he just says, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out, that what? Times of refreshing may come. And I think what we don't understand is that when the, the power of God comes, we ask through prayer, through fastings, and God begins to shift and move things, that all of a sudden when things start popping up, and we don't, come on, everyone in here has stuff inside that, they, you know, I'm telling you, I don't like some things that show up, you know. So I just want to take care of them. This is what the, this is good thing about Scripture, right? Repent, and refreshing comes. True repentance, right? When we repent, and I'm telling you, there's going to be an outpouring of repentance there's going to be an outpouring of all these things because I believe that we're moving back into a season where God will begin to bring this great awakening that's already moving in the earth. It's not something that's coming. It's already moving in the earth, right? We, we talk about this. And I believe this, that repentance is the base of it, and it will bring great harvest. And here's what happens. We, things start popping up, and we don't want to deal with the stuff. God wants to touch your stuff and get rid of your stuff and remove your stuff so you don't have to deal with your stuff anymore. We see the stuff, and then we don't want to deal with it. But God wants to remove it, extract it, take it away. And he says this, right? That refreshing may come in the presence of the Lord, that he may send Jesus who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things which God has spoken out of the mouth of the holy prophets prophet since the world began. So what was, what's, what's Peter saying? Listen, Jesus Christ, the true redemption, the true visual of the Lord of glory manifesting in his people, the restoration of all things, Jesus Christ coming back to the earth. I believe in a literal, come on, Jesus will come back in person. But I believe this, that he's coming through his bride. He will manifest himself through you and I in the earth. This is what I believe. And I believe that we are in those days now. And God is wanting to speak a message to us that we receive him with joy. Come on, when the Lord comes, there's always going to be a shaking, a moving, and a repentance that has to take place. Listen, I constantly, as a pastor and a leader, and, and a leader in the body of Christ, I have to constantly check my heart. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And what happens when you pull back and you begin, because stuff, you know, what happens is we begin to put protective coats around us. We want to be bulletproof. We don't want to let anything in. But in the midst of putting bulletproof vests on and trying to keep ourselves safe, the Lord can't get in. 
Are you hearing me? The Lord cannot get in if we put so many protective coats on ourselves that we, we begin to pew, pew, all the things that the Holy Spirit wants to send at you, you begin to deflect. Because you think, you're no, God, I'm not opening that door. That makes me vulnerable again. And the Lord wants to have a people that are vulnerable. I didn't expect a lot of amens. But the Lord wants a vulnerable church, a transparent church, one that's not a facade or a veneer that looks like something that it's really not. And I believe this, that the Lord is going to bring us into the place where we align with him, right? I'll always talk about alignment because he wants us to align with him. Go to John chapter 5. Actually, go to, we'll go before that. We'll go to, uh, where are we going? Something else marked here. Matthew. You all know this. Matthew chapter 6. That was the prayer, prayer of Jesus because the disciples said, what is it? You get results, and we don't get the same results. And so this is the, this is the whole, you know, <laughs> the whole scripture, that our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. What? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I believe that's true for right now. And, it, and it's been true throughout the ages. But God wants to release heaven on earth now. And I was listening to these testimonies today about Azusa Street. And I don't know why I've spent all this time studying Pentecostal roots, and I never heard these testimonies. And I don't know why. But I heard them today. And I was just kind of in shock and awe. Because as Azusa Street began to start and move, and William Seymour began to seek the Lord, <laughs> and by simple things, by putting a bag on his head, come on, and, and then they told him not to put the bag on his head and the presence of the Lord would go away. Come on, we think that's silly, but it was obedience for him. It was what the Lord said to him to do to receive the presence of the, God, of the Lord to come into the place, right? And then it said this, as they begin to worship and as they begin to praise, that literally the fire department was called multiple times, and I've heard the testimony, but I didn't hear this part of the testimony, that him... Seymour and John G. Lake went outside because of so many reports during one of the praise times. They went outside, and the fire was going 50 feet above the church, straight up. Wait. Then from the heavens came down another pillar of fire that wrapped into the prayer and the worship of the saints, and heaven and earth joined. And I'm telling you... Wow, I just got, there was so much on this, and I'm like, there is so much juice on that, and I'm saying, God, and I, I know I preached last week, let's not think about then and back then and, and forward and all this, but listen, this is what I'm believing for now, and I'm believing for even greater, right, greater, greater things now, because it says that the, the latter house glory should be greater than the former, right, and I don't care if, it, if 1905, 1906, 1907 is former, Right? So we're 100 years away, but then we have these words that William Seymour prophesied that the next move of God, that Smith Wigglesworth prophesied that the next move of God within 100 years would be greater than anything they'd seen on the earth until then. It would bring in the end of the age where Jesus Christ would return to the earth. I don't know. I'm, I'm juiced up right on that, okay? I love this stuff, and God wants to, God wants to do it. And he's just looking for a people that are just going to engage 
engaged with what he wants to do. So go to John. There's so much. And, it, and on my tombstone, they will write, he always wanted more. Make sure that's on there. I know I'm not going tomorrow, but when it does happen. Going to John chapter 5 and verse 19, and you well know the scripture. Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly, the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does that he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. And so, Father, we just ask that our hearts would be postured like your son, that our eyes would see what you want to do. And really, that's what I'm talking about tonight. We want to see what the Father wants to do. And really, if we can come into communion with the Father in such a way, and I was thinking about this because the testimonies were this, they would go to seven hours Right? We, we just posted a 12-hour prayer meeting, didn't we? But they would go seven hours daily. And I would think, listen, I'm not the guy that's, that loves works. I'm, I don't love, I, I'm okay about working. But I don't love, like, spiritual works. Right? There's some things that we don't have to attain to. Some things that are just there. Like healing is in the atonement. Right? It's just there. I don't have to work for it, right? The righteousness that I've received in Christ is just there, right? The blood of Jesus covered me. I'm cleansed. I'm, I'm purified by the blood of Christ. It's the, it's the work of Christ that's done, all, and it's been given to me as a gift. It's a gift of righteousness, the Bible says, right? And so that there are some things that I believe the Lord wants us to press and move into, and that's these. this is one of those things. And I feel like with the testimonies that I heard about prayer, they, they were just constant with prayer in Azusa Street when the power of God came. And I'm telling you, it was the baptism of the Holy Spirit that we're not seeing. I've talked about it. We preached about it. I preached about it for a month just on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and what the gift of tongues looks like. But I'm telling you, there was testimonies of them receiving languages four and five at a time. That were not heavenly languages. They were languages of the earth that they never knew. Chinese. I know that there was one testimony of, of, the, of a woman that spoke and prophesied to a Jewish guy that was coming in to blow up the whole Pentecostal thing. And she began to prophesy to him in Hebrew, which she did not know. And she began to speak and tell him his destiny and rebuke him in the spirit. And he said, who are you? And we're, I mean, I'm telling you, when the presence of God comes in such a way, and guys, this is, this is what I believe for. This is what I believe God wants to do. I believe he wants to pour this out today, right? I said, like last week, now, now faith, not tomorrow, right? What is now? Now barricades us from the future and blocks us from our past. It's now. You can't go either way. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants the church Every church, every church to just get so hungry and thirsty that we press in, that we pray, 
And I feel like there's a couple things that we miss. That's the study of the word and prayer. We're good about having meetings like this, and I love this, and I'll never, you know, I'll never shut, you know, we won't shut this down until the Lord says, you know. But I know this, that they had such a glory in the meetings. Listen, the kids would hide because the glory was this high off the ground. I'm talking a thick mist. I didn't hear these stories. Am I, in, I'm, I live under a rock or something somewhere? Seriously, the, the mist of God, the presence, the thick, tangible presence of God, this high off the ground, and the kids would hide and play hide and seek until the parents, come on, I wish we had that problem. That the glory weighty presence was so, so, so strong and so manifest. And listen, we've had times in this place where I've seen it's been smoking here. Smoke. Like thick. And what I, I think over the last six weeks, I got a little like, well, wait a minute. Because sometimes you have to just go back and say, what was my first works? When we began to move and establish things, God began to, was moving in such a way. And then all of a sudden, things become convoluted. Because you're doing something for some other reason and not the reason that you came here. And I hope that, listen, this is what this is about tonight, to put us on track. You know, we talked last night, which was good, but I feel like Holy Spirit's going to bring something greater if we just hold the course and begin to flow and move they would do meetings. He would preach twice a day, William Seymour, of course, other people. And he never studied, not once. Now I say, is that being lazy? No, I don't think so. I think he was in the glory and in the presence. And then you open the Bible. And what happens is when you're in the Bible and you're reading it with the author, Scripture just becomes open and you can share on anything because that's what the Lord wants you to do. He wants you to share out of the overflow of your heart. And that doesn't mean I, I ignore Timothy, what's said in Timothy, that I'm a good student and a good steward of the word and I don't, and I study, I study every week. My point being is if I get stuck on, gotta have a word, gotta have a word, gotta have a word, and I do, but can't we just trust the Lord that he's gonna give a word and bring a word by the spirit, of, by heaven? Come on, and if I can hear heaven, if I can hear the Lord's voice talking loud and clear, surely he's not leading me into deception, and surely he's leading me to his word. And he's leading me to the places that I need to hear and, and touch and heaven that people need to hear and, and a, come on, drawing from. So what is it? So we want to hear. I want to hear. I just want to see. Begins with seeing. You say, well, I'm not a seer. Yes, you are. I believe God will show you things by the Spirit. When we pray, when you put your head down and you concentrate, God will give you pictures. He'll give you words. He'll give you pictures. He will speak to you because he wants to speak to you. He doesn't want to just speak to me or the ministers up here or those who are in vaudeville. I'm sorry. Right? Performing. It's the Holy Spirit that wants to speak and talk to men and women. And yes, he'll use me or someone else, and, and that's good. And we receive that, and we want that. But I just want you to just be in a posture where you're 
like I said at the beginning, and I, I didn't know it was going to actually even go this way, God wants to speak to you in a different way than he's spoken to you yesterday. That his hand is, is waiting to reveal himself strong. This strength that he wants to pour out on your life. And so he wants to do that. The Father loves the Son. Do you understand that? The Father loves the Son and the daughter and wants to show you all things. All things. So what are we, what's the limitations of what we can see? Nothing, because he says he can show you all things. And you know what? The main thing you have to know is that he loves you. It's the goodness and the awesomeness of God that leads me to repentance, that leads me to change in my life. Honestly, when I became, when I got shaken in my life and my, I came to Christ, it was because God just said, open arms, come home. That was it. He didn't give me a list of my dirty laundry. Thank God, because he can't fit it in his world. Show him all things that he himself does, and he'll show him greater works than these. And ready? I'm just going to reveal a few of these things that, I've, that I know that the Lord did, right? There was a testimony of a man that had his arm ripped off in a factory. His arm, like, that's it. I say this to my wife every now and then. I feel like, you know, I'd sleep better if my arms were just removed when I went to bed. I don't know how I'd turn over, but... The arm was completely torn off, like no arm, from the shoulder out. Ready? Miracle from heaven. Creative miracle. Something that we didn't see happen with Jesus. This is a greater work. They began to pray, and they watched as the bone grew out. The bone, then the sinew, then the muscles, then the hand, the tendons, Right out. Totally recreated the arm. I didn't hear these. I don't know. I've heard other testimonies, but I didn't hear this testimony. That all the sinew, like a brand new arm. Watch the fingers. Watch the nails grow. Everything. Amazing. I heard James Maloney had miracles like that in his meetings. That's one. Two. The other one, four fingers missing from a guy who got him chopped off on a machine. Same thing. Bone, sinew, muscles, nails, brand new fingers. Just like that. I mean, just like that. Just grew out. I was like, what? And we sit here, and I'm telling you, people right now are in this room going, unbelief. I can see it. Like, I don't believe it. I think what happens is we, when, we, when we hear stuff like this, it, sh it shakes our, our paradigm for what we can believe God for. And I'm telling you that God wants to do greater than that. A total restoration of all things, if you can believe that. So there's no disease, nothing that can stand in the way of the cross, because he just, he's a good father, and he just wants to do that stuff. He just wants to do it. So then it just made me think, you know, 
we have this whole encounter that Jesus had in, in John chapter 4 with the, with the woman at the well, right? And just this amazing, it's a really amazing story because he just goes beyond he cultural barriers and just begins to read everything in her life and, and begins to tell her all the secrets of her life, all the five husbands, all the, all, we can do a lot of sermons on that, different things. But what happens is she leaves and she begins to go. And I'm just speaking to you. This is a, honestly, we've got people operating in this right now all over the place, right? People in this room operate in a word of knowledge. We get knowledge from heaven and we speak to people. And God gave such a, a precise uh, definition of what was happening in this woman's life to Jesus that she went back to the village and she was the first female evangelist, I guess, right? Woman evangelist. And the whole city came. Because she said, look, and what's the testimony here that I'm looking at? What's the will? What is the food that fuels us? I said this a few weeks back, but what actually fuels you? What is the thing that really fuels you? Because it says here in verse 34, chapter 4, it says, see, the, the disciples were like on a totally different page. They were on a totally different page. They're like, we'll go get something to eat. You stay and talk to the lady. What do you want from McDonald's or Popeye's, right? Really? And he come back, and, and they said, wait, did someone feed him? Like, why is he saying, this, I, I don't want food? Right, I have food to eat, which you do not know. Understand me. This is what I'm talking. This is, this is the punchline. Because we, we are hungry for other things other than what God really wants to pour out. We're hungry for knowledge. We're hungry for, for getting our, you know, weekly, you know, thing from the Lord and we're good. That's not a criticism. That's just the truth. We're We're, we're okay. You okay? I have food to eat what you do not know. Therefore, the disciples said to one another, has, he, has, he, has anyone brought him something to eat? Like they were like, what up? What up, Jesus? Why don't you want anything to eat? Here's the answer. He said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. And to finish his work. Again, here we go back into the now. Because he's saying, don't, do not say, don't you say, don't you say there's still four months. Don't you say there's still four months to the harvest. No, because we think we have tomorrow. You might. Honestly, and I had it, you know, it's like strange because all of a sudden all my, am I, I'm not old, right? I got friends that are dying off. Every week, I, every month I get a new word of someone else passing away. And it's like strange because, you know, old friends that I used to run the roads with that have been abusing themselves for a while. But here's my point. 
I don't have tomorrow, necessarily. Do you have tomorrow? We think we do. We fool ourselves into thinking we have a lot of time. And I think what happens is there's not an urgency in our spirit. And I'm not talking about anxiety. I'm talking about urgency. I'm talking about the Lord just coming and giving something and depositing something like, I can save two tomorrow. I can save two tonight. D.L. Moody used to go out every night to save a soul, to win a soul. He wouldn't go to bed without it. Because what if he didn't wake up tomorrow? And see, we don't think like that. We're not D.L. Moody, and I'm not trying to make any of us D.L. Moody, but I'm trying to get us to think about eternity. And what is the will? What is, what is the thing that fuels you? What's the very thing that's in your spirit that really fuels you, that God wants to burst forth in your life? And I'm telling you, there's kingdom life that we're not stepping into because we think we have tomorrow. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. And I know that the Lord wants to pour out in greater ways than he did yesterday. Come on, he wants to speak a more sure word to you today than he spoke yesterday. And I, what, I, what I pray right now is that, Father, we never become discouraged. Because there's always more for tomorrow, but we want the more now. See, that was the whole thing. He looked at the disciples and said, don't wait four months, look. The harvest is there. The harvest is right there. And I'm thinking, look, I'm thinking, man, it was 100 years ago, and people's arms were growing out. In California. Not in India. Not in the Philippines. In California. Cali. And this is, I'm telling you guys, to just become hungry. Just become more hungry. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes. Here we go again. If we lift our eyes, if we lift our eyes, because really what we're looking at, really what we're looking at is our feet and where we're going. Every place. Why would he say that? They're looking at food. They're looking at something that's right in front of them. They're looking at something that's not of eternal value. They're looking at the things that are just in their little world. And I'm not saying this to just, yeah, I am, I am. I'm not going to apologize, right? I'm saying this to get us in eternal thinking so that we move aside, move out of, and listen, we love our families, we love our relatives, we love all the, I'm not saying anything that we blow any of that off. Listen, you got to live life, you got to live now. But you also have to think that of e- eternally too. Because I don't have tomorrow, Right? If I don't make the, the most of my time with my kids, my wife, my life, tomorrow may not be there. So I'm crisscrossing messages now, aren't I? Holy Spirit wants us to live in this place where we have eternity in our minds. That the fullness of God is coming to us in ways we haven't known before. Because why? Because I'm not looking right at the ground. I'm looking up. I'm looking at to what the Father's saying. And what the Father says to do today, I want to do today. What did I say the other week? I said swift obedience, right? And I said before, sometimes delayed obedience is nothing more than cloaked rebellion. We don't want to do it now. 
because we don't want to do it. Really. And so the Holy Spirit wants to do this in you, right? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are white already with harvest. So, Father, we just thank you tonight. We just thank you tonight. We thank you for what you're about to do. We thank you. We were on to receive the fullness of the kingdom. Not 30-fold, not 60. We want to receive 100-fold. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit wants to release a 100-fold harvest to you. So, God, we just ask that that be deposited tonight. Lord, every heart in this place, Father, if there's, if there's anything that holds us back right now, Lord, we ask that it be revealed right to us. Lord, remove it, extract it, and help us, Lord, to walk in the light of eternity and what you want to do today and not put it off for tomorrow. So, Lord, let there be no more delays. There's that scripture in Ezekiel. Said, so don't let, it's, I believe it's 21, I can't remember, it might be 12. But Ezekiel, the word from Ezekiel was this, let, let it be the day where things are not postponed any longer. But that what's spoken from the mouth of the Lord will come forth in acceleration and will happen now. There'll be no more delays. And I don't know about you, I don't want to live in delay anymore. I mean, I'm walking in, in a lot of good things, but come on, there's more for you. And God wants to release more for you. And so, Father, just let that be released tonight in ways we haven't known or experienced before. Lord, we ask for the postponement of things to be lifted. And, Lord, any, way, any places where we hold ourselves back, that it will be pulled back. Lord, I pray you open a curtain on everyone's life right now. Because, really, he wants to reveal the internal things so he can release the eternal things. So, Father, we just thank you. Just do those things like only you can do. We open our hearts. We let our hearts be laid bare like Hebrews 4, that you'd come in and you'd break and you'd cut the bone and the spirit, Father. You'd cut the joints and the marrow. And, Father, we just ask, we thank you that everything lays bare before you. And, Lord, that you see beyond what we see. And so, Lord, reveal those things, even remove some of those things. Some of those things we don't even need. We don't even know, need to know what they are. Just remove them now in, ma in, in the presence of the Lord right now. And we thank you, Father. And, Lord, I pray. We just, we just ask. We just declare tonight that you don't just put it here, Lord, in this place. But, Father, you release it to the streets that you release it to every church in New England, up and down the East Coast, and all across America. We thank you for a new day in a, in, a, in a new nation. Lord, we thank you that the seed that's been planted in the nation is holy, and it will come back holy. We declare it to come forth in Jesus' name. And so there's so many things, guys, that we could pray into. But I believe that the Lord's, it, listen, there's a, there's a finger on my heart that if we press into revival, if we press in to, to really a fresh Pentecost, I mean, I've, I speak in tongues. I speak in, you know, I, I speak in another language, but I don't speak in Chinese. 
Is it about Chinese? No. My point is this. Holy Spirit wants to give you something greater than you've ever expected. If I'm traveling to India and he can give me something in Indian, that's good. You know? Holy Spirit wants to release greater things. No sickness should stand in the house of God. I'm sorry. That's what this says. The power of the word said that he went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. Every one of them. Every one. So we ask for another wave, God. But we ask that you give us tenacity. We ask that you give us strength. We ask that you give us the power within ourselves. With faith and patience, we'd see the kingdom come. But faith is doing something. Patience is waiting. You get it? Faith is action. Patience is patiently waiting for the thing to come. Keep flipping back in and out of praying and preaching. But you know what I mean. So stand with me. Let's we'll cork it. I said before, we don't expect the Pentecost with no cost. God's going to release. So, Father, I just thank you for every heart in this place. But I just ask that there be a release of urgent eternity tonight. Urgency in the eternal. And that will be released in everyone's heart. We open ourselves up. We receive right now. We lift our hands. We come with an open heart. And we receive. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for all the things, all the miracles, all the healings that have taken place here in the past. And we're asking for greater. We're asking for things from the Spirit of God even higher. We're asking for the more sure word from heaven to just continue to be deposited in our hearts and our minds. We thank you for that. We thank you for that. I pray that there would be a release on everyone's spirit tonight as well, just about receiving the Father's love having the ability to know that the love of the Father is just bestowed upon us, lavished upon us in ways that we can't even imagine. Lord, let the love of God just be baptizing us into greater understanding, the righteousness of Christ and the fullness of who you are and how you want to give us pictures, you want to give us words, and you want to give us visions. So, Father, release us an incredible intimacy an incredible intimacy with you that we've not experienced before. People who have been struggling tonight, Lord, just release that on them. Release that on them right now. People who have been fighting on the inside, feeling like they're far from you, Lord, just release more. 
And we thank you, God. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We know you want to do that. 